With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 40. As I am ripping a solo here on Sunday night, uh, the New York Rangers are off for a few days after playing a competitive game against the Boston Bruins. Kind of shocked there. Um, but there's a lot to talk about because half the fans feel like the, you know, the sky is falling. Half the fans are so cocky that they're already etching their, you know, the the roster's name into the Stanley Cup. Uh, I am somewhere in the middle, which is not usually I'm the extreme one, but I feel like after all this chaos, you know, over the last couple of weeks, after all the distraction of Patrick Kane, what will the Rangers do? How will they make it work? Keandre getting suspended, Lindgren hurt, Mott concussed. It's just a whole shit show. So I'm here kind of to break it all down. And yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting podcast. Uh, I'll be honest, not a ton of energy for me. I don't know if you could tell in my voice. Uh, unfortunately, my daughter battling. Uh, first, she went from a cold then got the double ear infection and then went boom right into a stomach virus, like back to back to back, um, you know, but she grinded through it. Uh, she got through it. wasn't her best effort, um, you know, sort of like the Rangers here in a, on a back-to-back, uh, you know, against the Flyers and fall in Ottawa. You know, she she went back to back to back. So I give her a lot of credit. Hopefully, we're over the hump here. Uh, tonight will be the true test. Um, anything on the personal front that you nobody cares about? Uh, I got nothing for you, uh, other than you know I need this rest as much as the Rangers do. I think all the fans need it. It's a time to calm down, reflect upon what we've done so far this season, uh, and realize that the work has only really just started. The season starts on Thursday, our next game. I hope I got that right. I've only stared at the schedule for like the you know last 48 hours uh, looking at who we have. Yeah. So on Thursday, we have the Montreal Canadiens, a game that we have to win. Then on Saturday, we go to Buffalo, you know, a game that's going to be absolutely tough, a desperate Buffalo team that could score goals. Uh, and then we have the the Schittsburg week where we play, you know, Pittsburgh three times in in the span of uh, a week. 
So with the, the Capitals mixed in there too. So a ton of meaningful hockey left for the New York Rangers. Uh, you know, and my hottest take here, and I know, you know, everyone keeps saying, oh, the New York Rangers got the three seed at least locked up. I, I don't think we do. And you're absolutely nuts to think that we do. Um, you know, we're sitting here with 63 games played and 79 points. Pittsburgh is at 62 games with 71 points. We play them three times in a week. Are we going to go 3-0? and No. We hope to go 2-1. and You know, if we go 1-2, they pick up another game there. Their game in hand is another four points. Well, I'm saying, you know, they pick up four points, you know, if they beat us 2-1 to in the series that week. And if they win their game in hand, it's another two. So that's another four points for them. They're at 75. And now you're only at a two-point, you know, uh, you know, two-win difference, four points. And you have a bunch of hockey to play. And New York Rangers' schedule does not get very, you know, very easy. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, these games you have to win and you have to find some sort of momentum here and consistency because New York Rangers are in absolute disarray. And and I know there's a million reasons for that. And we'll, we'll kind of, you know, break it down one by one. Uh, first off, I think the biggest reason for the New York Rangers uh, you know, kind of not really of a debacle, but you can just clearly see we're not a hundred percent there is the, you know, defensive personnel that we are throwing out there. Now it's not the greatest, uh, it's below par and it is something or subpar. I guess that's the same thing, but you'd want to be, I don't know. We're not golf people, but, uh, yeah. So the New York Rangers, are playing Ben Harper and, you know, Nico Mikula. And I give those guys credit. They're, they're trying their best, but they're just not a top four defenseman, neither of them. You know, Mikula was brought in to kind of be the sixth guy, and now he's asked to be the number two guy. And, you know, Harper, who probably doesn't deserve to be really in the league, is now playing top four defensive minutes, uh, you know, in, a, in crunch time for the New York Rangers. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Patrick Kane didn't play in the Philadelphia Flyer game, so he wasn't there. Mott got hurt in the Ottawa game, so he wasn't there. Um, we haven't had a full roster in what feels like 70, of uh, 60 to 75 games. We haven't had a full roster. That's what it feels like. But in reality, it's only been a week or two. So, you know, uh, for the New York Rangers, I think getting healthy uh, is going to be huge for them. Uh, Keandre Miller, you know, not a great look. I hope he's comes back with some sort of fucking chip on his shoulder and takes vengeance upon the league because we really need his like offensive explosion. Uh, we really need him to chew up a lot of minutes here because unfortunately, you know, we want to be well, well rested and even keeled. And this is the, the exact opposite of what we're doing heading into, you know, the, the toughest month of the season. You know, where teams really push, uh, rosters are set now that the trade deadline is over. And, you know, for the New York Rangers, it's going to be, you know, can you find consistency? Can you kind of find that balance? You know, it can't be balls to the wall every night, but it also can't be, you know, where we take off, you know, 20 to 40 minutes of the game and, and try to play catch up hockey in the third period. You know, we got to be even keeled, play our game, play our style whether that's, you know, puck possession or dumping the puck in and going to work, you know, they're going to have to fucking bring their lunch pails. So, 
yeah, it's going to be tough for the New York Rangers over the next month. And the biggest thing for the New York Rangers, not getting hurt, obviously, and balancing, you know, playing the four lines that kills us not having the fourth line intact. Um, And actually having Miller back will at least help bump, you know, Harper out of the lineup. So you'll at least have, you know, Miller, Truba, uh, I guess, you know, I I don't know what they're going to do now, actually. Uh, I would imagine it doesn't matter, but you know what I'm saying? Miller's back, uh, you know, and and the pairings hopefully will come, uh, you know, come back to life here, you know, Um, because I know they're playing obviously with five defensemen. So they're still going to need Harper to be that six, six D, unfortunately. Uh, And, you know, we really just want Lindgren healthy and, you know, these guys are playing a ton of minutes. At least they were a little bit more balanced in the Boston Bruin game, which I thought was helpful Come coming to the third. Unfortunately, the Bruins do what they do best, and they continue their streak of, you know, winning games after being up after two periods. You know, it's a it's tough. You know, the Rangers score the one power play goal. They really needed a second power play goal to be competitive. They give up a shorthanded goal. So with the power play goal and the shorthanded goal, you break even and, you know, special teams is a wash and that's not going to be good enough to beat the Boston Bruins. You're going to have to be damn near, damn near perfect. And they weren't. Um, the good news with the defensive core that we had, we were competitive with the best team in the NHL. Um, that's pretty good. We outshot them. Uh, we took it to them at times. I thought the first couple of periods were pretty damn good. Uh, third period, obviously let down. But, um, you know, unfortunately, this is this is the New York Rangers. When you're playing short staffed, when you're playing with guys that, you know, don't deserve to be playing the positions that they are, you're going to fall short in the end. And, you know, those guys can only hold the wall, you know, before, you know, the other team is able to knock through it. And we're talking about a desperate Ottawa team who's going to be fucking, you know, they're going to be on fucking fire this month and they're going to make the playoffs. That's that's, you know, my hunch. Uh, I think they have an excellent team. Uh, they got a lot of things going good for them. And, you know, and I, you look at the Boston Bruins, man, they're chasing fucking history with the most points ever in a season by an NHL team. So, and I know it's a little skewed because they get points for a loss, but, you know, it's still impressive what they've been able to do. 49-8-5 on the season. Unbelievable. So uh, what's next? What's next? What's next? Uh, I, to go back to Miller and just touch on a couple things. Hopefully he comes out ready to rock. Uh, you know, hopefully he learned his lesson. Uh, you know, it's interesting that he got three games. Obviously I agree with that suspension, but it just head scratcher that fucking Watson on Ottawa clearly hits Mott in the head and gets absolutely not even a hearing. And they're like, well, you know, the contact wasn't incidental. He didn't mean to do it. It's like, yeah, but if you get a fucking high stick and you accidentally hit someone in the face, you still get the fucking penalty and you still get, you know, the double minor uh, if there's blood. So I don't know what the fuck the NHL is talking about. It's like, well, lax it out, though. It's like, really? Because I feel like a lot of head contact ends up being accidental, but you still fucking call it. You're responsible for your body. And the fact that you don't think he was targeting, explain to me where he thought he was hitting Mott. Honestly, like, listen, the Truba hits, yeah, some of them can be really, you know, horrible looking. But when you slow it down and you watch it, 
he clearly is going for the chest, and a lot of times he does hit the chest. There was probably a couple where I'd say that's a tough look. You know, the Sidney Crosby one, even though I thought he got the chest, you can make the case there that there was head contact. But if you're going to bitch about the Sidney Crosby hit, you should be ready to burn down the NHL offices over the Watson hit. It's insane. There's zero consistency. Uh, we have a joke of Paros who's in charge. It's a fucking joke. It's an absolute shit show. And, you know, here we are, a guy with history of doing this, does it once again and gets away with it with not even hearing. And it's because the fucking NHL doesn't want to disrupt what Ottawa's doing so they can make the playoffs because now they're going to start catering to the fucking Canadian teams. And he can guarantee you that fucking Connor Bedard is going to be going to Montreal. You heard it here. They're starting to take care of the Canadian teams, so they're going to make it work. So Connor Bedard goes to Montreal. Right? They got McDavid in Edmonton. They're happy with that. Winnipeg's doing well again. They're happy with that. You know, they're going to start now pandering to the Montreal Canadiens, get them up there. Toronto, Stanley Cup contender. They're happy with that. You know, let's not fuck with Ottawa and the mojo that they have. Let's try to get, you know, all you know, most of these teams in in the playoffs. That's exactly what they're fucking doing. See right through them. And uh, you know, but you know what? In the end, they'll never fucking win. Maybe Toronto will win, but they're not gonna fucking win. Maybe Toronto. They got a good team. And I love exactly what Kyle Dubas was doing this offseason. Uh not off season, this, you know, uh trade deadline to bring in some real key pieces that I think are going to help them. Uh, dangerous team. Uh, yeah, and the Bruins got better too. It's un unfucking believable And another thing too, the Bruins are allowed to circumvent the cap. They're clearly doing that with, you know, Taylor Hall and um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Felino. You know, and, and we sit here as Ranger fans, they're like, we can't have an emergency call up because we feel like what you did with the cap prior to people getting hurt was, you know, manipulating the cap and not playing guys. So you're not allowed to call guys up. It's like, so now we're risking injury on our players because the NHL felt like we don't deserve an emergency call up, let alone you allow now Ottawa to murder people on the ice and you clearly let Boston circumvent the cap. When you just said you were going to announce, you know, we're going to really look into the situations and hopefully, you know, you know, push teams not to do that. It's like, how about you make it fucking illegal? You got to play the last five games of the season. Or if you return in the playoffs, you can't, you have to, you know, state you're, you're eligible and then you miss, you know, four games. To make it fair, this way teams just don't do it. You're either, you know, you're either ready to go prior to the season starting. There's no way you're fucking ready at the end of the season. It's unbelievable. Or make it you have to play three of the last five games of the season. And it doesn't mean dressing and then bench, benching them. It means you're fucking ready to play. It's just a joke with the NHL. You know, they do all these things and they cater to all these fucking teams and the New York Rangers always seem to be on the short end of the stick. And, you know, people want to say, oh, you guys got Lafreniere, the NHL fixed it. It's like, no, they didn't. We won a lotto and the guy stinks. So they probably gave it to us so we'd shut our mouth about never having the first overall pick ever in the history of our team. And the guy that they gave us stinks, even though he scored two goals and everyone's like, watch out. He could be dangerous. It's like he could be dangerous 20 games of the season. Thanks. Thanks. You know, 
You got fucking Austin Matthews. You got Connor McDavid. You're going to have Connor Bedard next year. You got Jack Hughes. You got all these fucking guys that are ripping it up. And we got fucking Alexis Lafreniere, who half the people realize he stinks. The other half are delusional that he's starting to come around. And the other half, and I, I know that makes three halves, the other half, you know, are obsessed with his five-on-five stats. I don't know. I really don't get it. Um, scored two goals though, against the Boston Bruins, so maybe maybe they're onto something. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Boyd in Ohio. See show notes for details. Um, hopefully, because we're going to need them. We're going to need the kid line. And you just see now, you know, when teams get heavy, when teams get feisty, when teams get fast. The kid line shrivels up and becomes little tiny toddlers, and they can't keep up. It's, it's, this is it. This is what people wanted. Um, you know, not to bash them, but it's like you knew what we kind of needed. We needed a little bit of – we needed the spark plugs. We needed a scumbag to add at the deadline, and we got Patrick Kane. And this is – so we'll talk about the, you know, the monkey in the room um, or the elephant in the room. I don't know. It's one of those two animals. But anyway, the elephant in the room. Patrick Kane, first three games, on, or two games, uh, really not impressed. Um, he's a perimeter guy, uh, so is Panarin. So they're just going to give cross-ice passes to each other. If I have to watch another Panarin cross-ice pass to Patrick Kane, I'm thrown in the towel. Rangers get swept first round by the New Jersey Devils or the Carolina Hurricanes. I think they'll get leapfrogged. Well, they'll probably get leapfrogged by Ottawa. So Rangers will get swept by the Bruins, or it doesn't matter. Devils, Bruins, Carolina, we're getting swept. So, um, yeah, those two need to be split up. It's an easy solution. You want Kane, who's going to be a cerebral player, with a guy who's ready to shoot, and that's Mika. He's got a great shot. Uh, Panarin is just not cut out the, you know, and I don't care about the chemistry they had 10 years ago. It's over. You know, Kane's a different player. Panarin's a different player. Kane's older. Put him with a guy that's ready to shoot. Put him with, hopefully, an energy guy in fucking Kreider. God knows what you're going to get out of him. Guy's the most overrated first-line player in the National Hockey League. And, you know, maybe you'll catch some magic. I don't know. But that's all we got. Tarasenko, I'll give it to him. The guy's fucking showing up. He's trying to make plays. He's working hard. You know, maybe a little lazy on the back check. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt as long as he keeps putting up points and you know it just you know for me with this hockey team it's just like you know a bigger piece of the you know picture here is finding the the right guys to fit each other and not just going off of you know what happened seven fucking years ago on a different franchise um you know it's just unless you know 
unless all of a sudden they find the magic, I just don't see it. I just don't see it with those two. But I don't think Patrick Kane's necessarily a bust. I mean, he's only played two games with us. Um, they got to work on that power play because it's atrocious. Um, <clears throat> already losing my voice. Uh, so my apologies. Uh, we'll keep this one, you know, on the shorter side. And, you know, for the, you know, for the New York Rangers, I think it's going to come down to, you know, timing. Uh, you're going to have to get puck luck. You're going to have to change the style on which you play. You're going to have to get a little grittier because you don't have those guys in the lineup. Instead of adding Patrick Kane, you could have gotten maybe a couple other guys that would have fit the bill. Obviously, Bertuzzi was available. He would have been a nice piece for the Rangers, a little scumbag, uh, feisty guy that likes to work hard. Um, you know, I heard Krause on Arizona was, uh, I know he didn't go anywhere, but, you know, he would have been a nice piece. Um, Janot, that went to Tampa, who gave up their entire franchise to get him. He would have been a good fit, but obviously not at that price. Um, not to say that Patrick Kane isn't an upgrade. He is obviously he's better than, you know, VC playing there, but at the same time, it's like Patrick Kane hasn't done anything the last two games. So, you know, we're going to have to figure out, you know, you know, if he does, if he goes over on all these games, you know, people like me are going to be like, Oh, there were better options out there. Just saying, but people were obsessed with Patrick Kane. They thought it changed the franchise. I don't think it does. I think, it definitely makes us a better team. But if you look at the big picture, I mean, just look at the standings. Are we better than Carolina? No. Are we better than New Jersey? No. Are we better than Boston? No. Are we better than Toronto? No. Are we better than Tampa? You can make a case. But, I mean, it doesn't mean we're not capable of beating those teams. Right now, we're just not better than those teams. So that's the truth. So now we have to play above our ability to win hockey series or hockey games, to win the series, to move on to the Stanley Cup. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough. It's going to be tough for anybody in the East. But I think, you know, the New York Rangers are in a tier two group in the East. I'd put Boston, Toronto, Carolina, and New Jersey in that tier one bracket. I think all those teams are super competitive. Uh, Boston is probably in a tier by themselves. So they're tier one A. Toronto, New Jersey, Carolina is that tier two group. Rangers and Tampa are like, and I'd say Ottawa right now, are probably that tier three group. And then you got Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Islanders, Florida, Washington, Detroit, kind of, you know, fill out the pack. And then Philly, Montreal, Columbus, not really super competitive. So, <clears throat> um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, as far as, as far as the entire league goes, I am interested in seeing what happens out West. Cause I think the trade deadline made a couple of these teams, uh, a little bit better. Obviously Dallas made some moves, Winnipeg, Winnipeg made some moves, Minnesota made some interesting moves. Uh, you know, Vegas made some moves, you know, Johnny quick going there. Unbelievable. LA giving up Johnny quick was probably the shock of the trade deadline. Uh, totally unexpected. I don't know if that was like a thing, like LA, you know, Kings fans. I don't know if that was like a thing that you were calling for and you wanted it to happen, but holy shit, it did. Uh, LA made some moves, you know, uh, Seattle seemed to stay quiet. I can't think of anything that they did in particular. Um, you know, Edmonton, Ekholm, obviously, uh, Colorado seemed to stay quiet. I know they brought in the defenseman, not Eric Johnson. Oh God, what's his name? 
he played for the Rangers. Um, it doesn't really matter. He's irrelevant. He's like their sixth defenseman. They brought him back this year, though. So he's going back to the team he won the Stanley Cup with last year. So, yeah, uh, you know, Calgary's pretty much put a fork in him. Nashville, same thing. Um, unfortunately, those two teams, I just don't think are going to have the, the firepower uh, down the line to, to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, so it makes for a pretty, you know, fun series out West. You know, if you have LA, Seattle, I think they're pretty evenly matched. I, I'd give the edge to LA now. Uh, Minnesota, Winnipeg uh, out of the Central. Uh, gosh, I give the edge to Winnipeg. I mean, Hellebuck is just such a good goalie. Um, everything else is pretty even there. Um, and then, you know, as of right now, because the wild card flip-flop, you had Dallas as the one overall seed. And they'd be playing um, in terms of point percentage, I guess. They are. No, actually, Vegas would be point percentage, the number one seed. They'd be playing Colorado. Uh, that would be a fun series. Uh, I like Vegas. Um, but that series will definitely be close. And then you have the Dallas Stars versus the Edmonton Oilers. Um, man, that would be a hell of a series. I. I'd like Dallas a lot. Edmonton just is Edmonton. So that's the only reason why I wouldn't pick them. Dallas, on the other hand, they've won three in a row. They look really good. They just beat the shit out of uh, Edmonton. So, yeah, that'll be a hell of a series, though. Yeah, a lot of good things out West. Um, Although the teams are not as good as the East, those are still fun series to watch. Um. To touch on the wild card situation out east and east, uh, Islanders, I think, are going to make it. I think they're just slow and steady grinding. They're 5 2 and 3 in their last 10. They're just kind of, you know, even keeled, just, you know, tr- you know, going to work every night. I know they got to, they played a lot more games, but I don't know. I just feel like if they keep winning hockey games, they're going to, they're going to be right there and they can do it. They got the goaltending, they got the, team to kind of beat these other teams out pittsburgh is weird they're five and five but they they got a weird team I, you never want to count them out ottawa is the team i think that can make the big leap i mean they just look fucking good they've won five in a row i saw the other day since like mid-january they're literally like behind carolina for point percentage uh you know in the whole league so they're they're really like they're playing like a top five team in the national hockey league and they're not that far behind. They're only three points out of a playoff spot uh, with the same amount of games played with Pittsburgh. So they, they definitely could you know make that jump. Buffalo, I said it a million times, they just give up a ton of fucking goals. Uh, otherwise, I definitely would think that they could do it. It's just I don't know what Buffalo's schedules look like. And if they're going to be playing teams that put the puck in the net, you know, like the, you know, the Maple Leafs, the Bruins, Devils, Carolina, you know, you're they're they're gonna lose those games. They're not gonna be able to sustain a shootout with you know with with playing against the top teams in the league. Um, and other than that, I don't know if there's anything I need to talk about more. I mean, I touched on you know Patrick Kane. I talked about the the state of our team. The season starts on we're zero and zero. The season starts on Thursday. Um, Andy and I will do a podcast together. Um, 
you know, when we get closer to see what kind of lineup we're looking at, I don't know if Lingren's coming back. I don't know. He looked fine leaning against the against the wall in the locker room when they had a, like a video from the locker room. He looked all right. That was promising. Miller's obviously back from suspension. It'll be nice to get those fresh legs in the lineup. Uh, it'll bump, you know, Harper back. So, you know, for the New York Rangers, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be fucking interesting to see what we have. Um, my, I'm, you know, to be even keeled here, you know. I, I, I'm honest about what kind of team we have going into the playoffs. I don't think it's good enough to win a Stanley Cup because I just feel like we're missing that edge. Guys that are willing to get into the guts. Guys that are willing to get in front of the net. Tip in pucks. Get rebounds. Be tough. Not, you know, one and done shots from the perimeter. We've got enough of those guys. So let's separate the two little, you know, all-stars in Kane and Panarin. Separate them. You know, let's feed the puck to fucking, you know, let's get, uh, you know, Tarasenko the Panarin. Get Tarasenko the puck. Let him shoot. You know, Kane, let's get Mika the puck. He can shoot. Kreider needs to be that fucking energy guy getting in the guts of the ice, being strong in front of the net. And Trocek can do the same thing on the second line. The guy fucking is always, you know, flying fucking across the ice across the crease, uh, causing chaos. And so, yeah, if those top two lines do that, you know, we'd need Lafreniere to still be in front of the net. net. You saw him tip a puck in against Boston. You got a couple there. Find the guts of the ice, get rebounds. It doesn't have to be pretty. Muck it up a little bit. Kind of be a scumbag, even if you fucking slash the guy behind the play and fucking, you know, run away. I don't care. Just be a scumbag. You got to play with a chip on your shoulder and edge if you want to win hockey games in the playoffs. And New York Rangers are going to fucking need it because, tell you what, New Jersey is good. They are fast, they can score goals, and they're fucking dangerous. And I dread playing them in the first round because the reality is we're not going to be able to fucking keep up with them for seven games. So unless we adapt some sort of, you know, scumbag style, slow the game down, muck it up a little bit, play at our place and control the narrative, um, you know, that's what it's going to take. And we could do it. You know, it's we're ca- certainly capable of doing it. You saw us do it against Boston with a putrid lineup. It can be done. But will it happen? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit more pessimistic than op- optimistic. But I'm saying that there is a chance given this lineup. So um, that's all I got for you right now. Uh, we'll be back again on Thursday. And I hope everyone enjoys the start of their week. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod. And please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or the Hockey Podcast Network You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey Podnet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.